A quick disclaimer regarding this episode, there may be a little bit of background noise, and I do apologize. You may actually need to turn up the volume slightly, but please understand we are making the corrections for following episodes, and it shouldn't be an issue going forward. Thank you. Good day, Constant Networkers. This is your host, Jason Brooks, and in today's episode, I sit down with Rival Technologies partner, Ransom Barrow. Rival Technology is your technology and cybersecurity expert. With the current threat environment for businesses, there is a lot of opportunity out there for your technology to be attacked. And with Rival Technology, they're your trusted partner in successfully navigating those threats. With Rival Technology, they take a holistic view of business technology, they monitor it, manage it, and secure it while ensuring you maximize the value of your technology spend. You can reach them at 239-465-0553 or at info at rivaltech.com. That's info at Romeo, Yankee, Victor, Lima, Echo, Tango, Echo, Charlie, Hotel.com. I want to thank everybody who's listening and enjoying these podcasts. And if I can ask a huge favor of you, give us a like on Facebook and also give us a follow on our new Instagram page. With our Instagram page, we're going to actually take and provide logos, pictures of the guests that come on to the podcast as well as a little soundbite for you to enjoy in reading at the, underneath so you can see exactly what they offer and get an idea of the person that you're going to be listening to. Once again, I thank everybody for coming on as a guest. I want to thank all those listening, and please enjoy. Hello, Constant Networkers. This is your host, Jason Brooks, and today I have the amazingly tall Ransom Barrow with me. <laughs> and I say that because he's taller than me and I'm 6'5", so it kind of makes it... How tall are you? 6'8". God, you're tall. It's not like I haven't met somebody that's 6'8". I play basketball, for God's sakes, but... Yeah, but it sort of know. freaks you out when you see somebody taller than you. Since yeah, for the first time, you're kind of like, whoa, damn, I thought I yeah. was tall. But then, then you're like, eh, I, use, I played basketball my whole life. I had a friend that was 6'10". Yeah. And he was terrible at basketball, but he played, you know, it's like, did you? The most uncomfortable I was was flying through Houston and walking through the terminal, and there was a, a college basketball team there. Every one of them was seven feet, and it was very uncomfortable, so. <laughs> You're like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Now we know how short people think. That, exactly. You know, that's exactly what I was like. Yeah. Now I know how five, somebody that's 5'4 five, thinks when the, yeah. there's towers walking yeah, around. My wife's 5'1", so. I'm, yeah, my girl, you know, Jessica's 5'4". Yeah. yeah. What is it about tall guys and short women? I don't know. Yeah. It just worked out. (laughs) Yeah, no, it works out. Yeah. So um, I bring everybody onto this podcast to talk about networking and then obviously give you a chance to talk about business, but networking is very important and the whole goal with this podcast is to help people understand how different people network. Mm -hmm. So you can cherry pick kind of what you think works, what you think might not work. uh, And, you know, I allow all guests the opportunity to kind of give their summation of how they feel networking works for them and all these other things. So the listener can kind of engage in, you know, helping themselves achieve, you know, uh, a better way of networking, of, uh, you know, relationship building and things like that. So, I mean, I start off pretty quickly with it and it's, you know, how long have you done networking? Mm -hmm. So... I started in 2013. Okay. And I did it horribly for probably the last six years. <laughs> really? What did? You, why? Why would you well, say that? Because you got to be very intentional. And like, in, like, my default setting is not really engaging, like outside of those meetings. 
And so for the longest time, it was like one-on-ones, yeah, I need to do that. But I wasn't intentional about it. Yeah. And until you start doing that to really get to know, like, and trust those people, and they get to know, like, and trust you, you can't do it just at that one hour, one and a half hour meeting. Yeah. And so that's that's probably where I fell so much because I wasn't putting the time and effort into it uh, to get to know everyone. So that that was probably the falling point. But in the last year, uh, a lot of things changed, and um, now it's like this is an intentional part of what we do. That makes sense. No, yeah, it it does make sense because um, one thing I always tell people is if you're not – actually, somebody made this perfect example of two different types of networking. There's ROI networking, and then there's ROR networking. So ROI is you're networking because you want to establish a, you want to get, you want to sale, you want to achieve right. a sale or yeah. something like that. And then there's ROR, which is, you know, return on relationships. Right. And, you know, there's, you, you have to understand when you're networking, which one you're going for. Because right. it might change. Yep. You might go into a networking event that you've never been to, or it's specific to something that you're in, you want to get involved with, where you want to see a return right. on in, on investment. Uh, you know, or you may go to like a networking event where you're just hanging out with friends and right. you're just you're getting a return on your relationships that you're building and yeah. things like that. I think ROR works better. Yeah. In the long run, uh, I think I don't want to say ROI is the wrong way of doing it, but in my experience. I did it for my first, you know, few years of networking, and it just killed me. Like, right. I, I didn't get anything out of it. Yeah, and um, today we saw that uh, uh, articulated as connector versus seller. Yeah. I've heard it, farmer versus hunter. Giver, taker. Yeah, yeah so you guys, people different. that are just like the one you guys were talking about. Yeah. That nobody wanted to talk to, and like, give yeah. me away from this person. And so that's the ROI person. That's that's all they're there all for. They care about. Trying to get that the number. transaction. That's right, a transactional relationship, and you can't do that. Not networking. Mm-hmm. God no, because then the worst part about it is, and I don't really understand if this person knows that how this works is you do that, and now everybody knows mm-hmm. who you are as a networker, and they notice one avoid you at all costs, and right. two push you off. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, give me a call and I'll. Yeah. I'll call you later or email me and I'll, you know, and then you don't, and you probably, and I'm willing to bet if you looked, there's not much going on as far as any type of return on what she's doing. Right. You know. Yeah. So. And uh, some of those situations, like I had a couple people a few years ago just say, hey, listen, you might want to rethink how you're doing it. Yeah. And that was very helpful, right? Because a lot of people, they think it's confrontational, but it's really not because yeah. it's providing great feedback that people can either grow from or they're just going to be further like isolated yeah and you know so that I think that's a big part of it like in networking gotta be humble and be willing to take feedback criticism and not because if you're not then it's like no I'm doing it right I got it all no you don't and so that's uh, that's just something that's been helpful for me is just being um, able to take insight that other people have had that may have been in business longer or maybe intuitively they just know different things based yeah. upon what they've done in their lives apart from business, but that's just been helpful. For Do me. you ever were you ever the guy that passed out business cards? That was like your oh, first yeah. thing you led with a business Absolutely. card. Absolutely, isn't that the worst thing? Yeah, now, you look back, you're like, that is the worst thing I think I ever did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it too. I think we've yeah. all when we all start and we don't have anybody telling us how to do it, yeah. you start that way. Yeah. But then there's those people that adopt it, and it becomes like that's how I network, and right. it's like, well, you know. How successful are you when you're passing out 200 cards right. and you're getting one phone call yep. or one person to set an appointment or yep. anything like that? 
Uh, so like when I network, I take maybe a handful of cards, not even that many. Yeah. And I don't even pass them out. You have to ask me for my card. And yeah. it's not because I don't want to give you my card. It's yeah. because let's talk a little bit. Yeah. Let me get to know you. And then let's let, then exchange the cards. And usually know? what I'll try to do is, um, and I actually heard somebody articulate this. I was doing this intuitively. Is I'll ask somebody for their card after I talk to them. Yeah. Like I don't like talking about myself. I hate it. Like, I'm very <laughs> not in my comfort zone right yeah, now. Yeah, you're an introvert. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, like you said, my size. When you walk into a room, people look at you like, like literally, they're like, "Oh, look at the freaking nature." And so I don't like putting myself out there. Yeah. And so like I just want to hear anyway. I want to get to know people. Yeah. And hear what they're about, what they're in business for, what's driving them to be in that business. And then I'll ask them for a card, and I'll just reach out to them at a later point. And if that develops into an opportunity to work together in business, great. If not, hey, that's okay, yeah, too. Yeah, it might even be something where you now you've established a friendship. Yeah, exactly. It may not, it may not be that you guys are going to help each other with a transaction type of right. uh, return. But, you know, yeah. that that's, it's just the beginnings of, I think, uh, one thing I learned from my, my grandmother and my grandfather was you can never have too many friends. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's nothing wrong with knowing a ton of people that's right uh and so you you, you learn very quickly like we did the wrong way of, yeah. of going about it and the fact that you're actually willing to listen when someone says hey yeah. i see how you're doing it you might want to try doing it a different way and you're willing to go okay let me take a look let me right. like i we said this last week in our, our networking meeting i think the biggest problem that most business entrepreneurs have is they aren't willing to look within themselves to see what they're doing wrong. Right. That's the biggest thing to overcome. The rest of it, you do it, but if you don't re- if you retro- don't look at yourself from the inside, everything that you're doing just it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, there was some uh, leadership training we went through uh, at our church, okay. and one of the things that that we were talking about is we always look at what we're doing with people outside of us, right? Yeah. And so we're thinking, okay, well, I've got to do these things for my business. I got to do these things for our for my friends, for all these things out organizationally. And usually where it affects the worst is internally, us, yeah. our family, the people closest yeah. to us. They get what's left over. And um, I was talking to Belinda about it last week. Like if we flip that on its head, and that's what I've learned, flipping it on its head and being intentional about growing ourselves and looking at ourselves, frankly, and saying, oh, this is where I'm falling short here because as we improve ourselves and improve our relationships with our families, then it's going to impact everything else uh, in a positive way outside. Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm, that's allowing me to more equally spread my efforts. And so that pays off for my business, you know, associates like you guys, like you, yeah. because now I'm more balanced as far as what's going on in my life. And I'm not just pouring, you know, 90% of my energy into just trying to do these relationships. It's like it's a holistic approach to it. So Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds perfect. I mean, yeah. you, you have to change your mindset. That's yeah. the biggest thing is changing Absolutely. your mindset. And it starts with self-reflection. Yeah. That's really what starts. You can't improve anything until you take a look and go, okay, I'm not doing this the way I should be doing right. it. Uh, and people are afraid to criticize themselves. Yeah, uh, I think that's the biggest thing. They they don't have a problem criticizing others. Right. You know, we and we see that every day. But criticizing yourself, it's like, ah, oh, no, no, I think I'm doing it okay. But even that, though, you, you need know. to go a step further. If you have a, some trusted people that say, hey, what are you seeing in me and this? Yeah. Because if you don't do that, you can still deceive yourself, thinking, all right, this is the piece I'm, I see. Yeah, I'm doing it, but I'm doing okay on this. Yeah. But if you have somebody to trust to give you candid feedback yeah that's that's important. like accountability partner almost exactly. you know someone that's going to come back and say quit your bs yeah and you're not doing it the right way yeah. uh so 
obviously we've done this. We've we both started with the let's hand out the business card first. Uh, I remember the ten three one, which was you hand out ten business cards, yeah. you get three, uh, you make three contacts, you set one appointment. Yeah. Like I always thought that was just the the, the most ridiculous thing, but yeah. that when I was taught, it was taught that way. Like when you network, do it this way. I've even seen people uh, say. You collect as many business cards as you, you collect business cards, and what right. you do is the ones that you, you group them into an A and a B pile huh. as you're at the event, and you know, you, you get an idea of what, if this person can fulfill something that uh, yeah. you need, you, 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 you bend the card, yeah. and that's your A pile. Yeah. And your B pile is the people that you contact after you've tried contacting your A pile. Yeah. And I'm like, I just never got that. Like, I, I, and, I, and, I, and I see it, I see other people right. that do it kind of in that fashion. And when they do these network events, they don't get as much engagement as the ones that just walk around and just start right. talking to people. Yeah, because you can tell what, what the yeah. person's about, right? If they're just, you can tell, even if they're not handing you a card, you can tell if it's a transactional thing they're yeah. looking for. Because it'll come out with you know, in a minute what they're yeah. really looking for. And so, yeah, that I have heard that one before, and I've... Positive, I did that. Oh, I think I think everybody. I think I've purged it. that though. I'm like, eh, let's, yeah, let's I, forget about this this chapter. I did it like for I don't even remember how long, but I did it for a short period of time, and I was like, that just doesn't work. Yeah. I don't understand how. Uh, I, I get there's a structure to certain certain things, but that's just right. not one that you should be yeah. you should be following. I don't even collect business cards. Like yeah. I'm not somebody that I don't typically ask people for their business card. Right. Because normally what I'll do is if I if uh, if I want. To get to know you a little bit more, I'm gonna I'm a techie, so I'm gonna I'm gonna find you on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm gonna connect with you that yeah. way, and then if we you know if we really want to like you know move the relationship forward as far as you know meeting with each other, right. well I'm standing right in front of you. What's your phone number? Let me get your phone number, yeah. and I'm gonna put it in my phone, and then I'm I'm gonna text you right. or I'm gonna call you. I don't need your I don't need your business card, yeah. and it's not that I don't want it. It's just this is just their way of how I do. It. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and my way of networking, because I, I'm involved with the warm introductions, uh, I help Shane out with that, is I don't even talk really about what I do. My goal, my job when I'm there, and I, I found that I get a lot more out of it, is to introduce people that haven't shown up before to other people that are in the So you're connector. I'm the connector. Yeah. So, like, I'm the one that's making the warm introduction. Yeah. And it's I'm not trying and obviously I'm going to talk to you a little bit, get to know who you are, yeah, you know, course. find out what you're about and what you what you do, and then I'm going to turn around and and look at everybody that's out there and go, "Let me walk you over to this person because yeah. I think you guys would be a good connection." Yeah. And that's where I stop. Yeah. And I've noticed that I got I get more doing it that way. Oh yeah. Like if I can you see that. if you're if you give more, you receive more. I think obviously if you're religious at all, yeah. that is very much how it is in you know uh, you know in, in in religion that's how it is they t- yeah. they tell you tell you all the time you give you will receive yeah, a lot serving more. others and yeah that's, serving that's others what you're is more important because, and it's funny so we got a connector that's what yeah. you're fulfilling collector yep and a seller yeah <laughs> and that's really uh, and so that's really an interesting way to look at it and that's valuable in the sense you're bringing value to those relationships even though they're short you're getting to know them a little bit yeah. But you are making those connections within that. Uh, yeah, because what, what typically happens is I'll make that connection, I'll I'll be involved in the beginning of that con- that, that conversation, yeah. and then I excuse myself and I go make another connection, yeah. and then and then I do that. And the funny part is those people I've connected now come back around right. to talk to me again. Yeah. 
And then that's when I have my engagement with yeah, what yeah, I that do. That your credibility also. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that. it, 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 and that's one thing I try to tell people is if you're involved in networking, try to be somebody that is a, if you're if you could be a connector you're going to get a lot more yeah. bang for your buck right. than if you're somebody that, like you would say you're you're uh, you don't want to say taker that's almost yeah. the wrong way to say it but yeah. you're you know somebody you're that's a hunter. you're Just a hunter like, or whatever you get every kill you can yeah you yeah, yeah that's you, <laughs> you obviously have hunted before <laughs> <laughs> so i mean if you since you've been doing it for so long what's the I mean, obviously, we've talked about kind of what you feel works. What's the, your biggest tip for somebody that's new to networking? Um, be where, like, be there. Like, when you're having a conversation, like, be in that conversation. Because I've been with people where I'm talking to them, but they're always, now they're like, who am I going to next? Yeah. And if you're not focusing on that person for that time, you're, you're just saying, hey, you're not worth it to me, and I'm trying to get something from you. That's, that's just sort of my feeling of it. Yeah. And so... Like, even if I feel like it's winding down, the like conversation's winding down, yeah. I still want to give them that focus because they deserve that time. They deserve to, my time, if, if they're giving me their time, I want to honor that by uh, making sure I'm engaged with them until the end of that conversation. And if I'm looking for the next person, pretty much I'm done at that point. So if I see somebody look away, I'll pretty much, I'll break the conversation at that point. Like, hey, nice meeting you. And then I'll just like, uh, I, I know you want to get to talk to somebody else. And, and I may go introduce them. Yeah, yeah. You I know. say, are you looking at Joe Schmo over there? Yeah, Let me, I, I'm a good friend. Let me, I know him. Let me yeah. go introduce you to him. No, that's a good way of doing it. Yeah. Because you're not being rude right. in any way, shape, or form. Right. You're, you're basically excusing yourself from having the continual conversation that really yeah. it, it hit that point where it's not going anywhere. Right. So let's move on. Let me help you move on. Yeah. Type of thing. Rather than, okay, bye, and you just walk away. Right. You know, and now, yeah. you know, it's it, the funny part is if you did it that way, you would turn around and be like, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. And then that person's going, well, that yeah, now, yeah, that was weird. And then you just, yeah. and I've seen it. I've been involved in it where somebody did that with me, and they're like, okay, well, it's nice talking to you. And they just turn around. I'm thinking to myself, that was odd. Yeah. And know? the other thing I think is very helpful is like over communicating. Like if you get a referral from someone, like those are valuable. And a lot of, of people course. I think are very. I've met people that are sort of blowing off, like, oh yeah, thanks. And I'm sure I've screwed up a few in the past, but uh, I just saw something we looked at the other day that, you know, just like be responsive and be engaged with who's giving you a referral because they don't have to give it to you. Yeah. And that's that's very, and, and I think a lot of people take it for granted. And I don't know that they intend to. Maybe some people get so many that every referral is not valuable. I wish I could have a lot, yeah. You know, but it's, those are valuable. And if somebody's put connecting their name to that referral, it's important to them. And so you should make sure that you're responsive yeah. and, and engaging with them. On it's those. money. It really, I mean, if you think about it, that's, mm -hmm. that's, there, there's value there. If yeah. I'm handing you this, I've, I trust you yes. to one, not make me look bad right. Two, that the, that what I've told this person about you is true. Right. And if I, and if I blow it, you look like an idiot. I look like an idiot. And, they've, and they're going to yeah. move on. And the relationship's going to have a little bit of, yeah. of an issue possibly. You yeah. mean, Obviously, people deserve second chances and stuff, but if you're somebody that habitually does stuff like right. that, you're going to lose that relationship. Yep. And then that person is going to go around because we know how easy it is to yeah. spread negativity. That's you right. don't spread. You can't spread positivity as easy as negativity. Right. Uh, and that, and the case in point was what happened. What we were talking about yeah. this morning yep. was that person walked in, and immediately, everybody in the room was negative about that person yeah. because of how they they run a transactional yeah. way of networking. But then it was like, 
has anybody talked to that person about it? Dude, that's what I was thinking. Is like, well, yeah, everybody's got that perception, yeah. man. I'd like to have that conversation with, like, hey, you might want to think about. You might, yeah. Because that could be fixed over time if you change your behavior, and that's an opportunity for yes to help them. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And nobody thought, nobody said that. Obviously, we were all just like, oh man, you should have seen it. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Tell her what happened. You know, <laughs> you know, it was amazing. You should have been there, type yeah. of thing. Yeah, it was but interesting. But yeah. it's it's funny, and you'll if you've been to a networking event, I'm sure you've seen this oh, person. Yeah, so, or you know who who this person is. So, okay. it, it you know, it, or let's just put it this way: if you've never met this person yeah. and you're at a networking event and she comes in, you're gonna have about ten people tell you this person's here. Okay, because that's, that's what happens. That's literally what happens. Like I was I was there and I wasn't paying too much attention, and that person came in. Uh, and I hear, oh God, such and such is here. And I was like, oh, I'm going to the other side of the room. <laughs> and I felt bad because that's, as a networker, that's not what I need to right. be doing. Yeah, yeah. But I've had the interaction with this person enough and I've heard the stories that about stinks. it that it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to go figure out a way to be better at networking without having to, yeah. to involve oh, myself it. with that. I get it. You know, I was yeah. like, oh God, I'm going to move this mic over just a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, and I think we all know people like that. Yeah, oh no, yeah. It's no. just it, I have people it, in my family that are like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that are just takers. I there was a luncheon I went to not too long ago, and that's that's the first thing. Hey, I'm so and so. Here you go. I'm so and so. I'm here. Yeah, while I, while I got you, because you go to other networking yes. events and you you go to other meetings and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I posted on my on the Facebook page. Uh, the other day about grow right about grows networking and then on my Facebook post I, yep. I, I I made it nice it was about grow because this this podcast is not affiliated with any right networking group yep. it's just a podcast for networkers sure so I, I I put a post on there about grow network I put yep. a post inside of that about and and the good thing is uh, grow sent me the link where you can click and see all the meetings right so I said hey listen if you're interested in joining this I found out what the uh, the mission statement for Grow yeah. was, so I kind of copied that and put it in the post and yeah. said, "This is what their goal is with connecting people." Yes. And here it is. Uh, you you've gone. Yeah. And you're friends with. Uh, yeah, I know John. Yeah, you know John very well. Yeah. Uh, how how are those? Yeah, they're they're different, but it's like, it's not a B and I. Like I, we used to call it like, uh, um, well, I won't say that. <laughs> Was, I know you just you know. But, I'm sorry but for all those BNI people. Yeah, sorry. No <laughs> offense. Um, it's a it's a group for recovering BNIers. No, no. <laughs> That's why it's called Grow. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's just it's a completely different. It's different from Masters. Um, and you know he and it's again it's trying to bring value to those relationships. Yeah. Um, so, like functionally, it does a little different than some of the other ones. Um, but there's a lot of same overlap. I mean, it's just. It's a different way of going about it. It's not maybe not as structured as, as master networks. Yeah. Um, but training material, uh, people have opportunities to present. Uh, there's luncheons regular, regularly. Yeah, every like first of the month uh, they do yeah, like a luncheon. Yeah, second Thursday or second, second week of the like month. That, yeah. Yeah. And I and I have the information yeah. on that, so I'm going to post that a week yeah. before it happens. Yeah. So I mean, if, uh, there are a lot of people that do both of them. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that are in both and do BNI. So. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap, so even today I saw some people today that um, I know from that network as well. Yeah. So um, it's it's different. Uh, the energy's a little different depending on which team you're talking about. Some are smaller, some are more mature. And it's the same in any. Yeah. Because Master Networks, with Master Networks, yeah. the Friday morning meeting that we have, I've, I went to the one in Cape, I live in Cape Coral, so I went to the one in Cape Coral, uh -huh. and it's a 
decent sized group, but completely different energy. Right. It's not the same. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's worse. They just it's different. It's different. Yeah. It's different here. We joke a lot more there. Yeah. It's a little bit more structured, but they joke. But I mean, it was just yeah. it was a completely different experience. Yeah, and like so, uh, Masters was the first exposure I had was last summer. And gotcha. So when I went and I'd been out of networking for a while until last January when John took over Grove, that's when I went back. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'd been in the go-to before that, so that's what that yeah. moved from. So I went back in last January, and you know it's hitting the ground because a lot of the same people. And it's just, it's a different format, different energy, a little longer meeting. Um, but it's, yeah, it's an hour and a half. Yeah, hour or just and 15, over. Hour yeah. and 45 or something. Oh, yeah, like that. almost two hours, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I want to go to one just to yeah. see what it's like. Cause yeah, it's, I think it's, you know, and it's an opportunity for me to let other people know, hey, there's a podcast out there. You can right. come on and, Absolutely. and promote yourself. And I'm not, you know, adherent to yeah. one networking company or group style john's been a guest and sub for me on masters he's been here i've met him yeah and so that's that's the thing and i was like hey bring them you know the more the merrier we're all about trying to help each other grow the business yeah and that's what it's about you know and even b and i like they're they're completely different than a lot of the other ones but they have their own way and obviously it works they're one of the biggest networking you know companies in, in the country so i encourage everybody to to go to networking meetings and go to multiple because you're going to figure out the one that most suits your personality. That's right. Because yeah, because you can easily go one time to one meeting and it just like if that's it could be a bad day or whatever. And it may just be the wrong people, the wrong, wrong team. people. You don't like you don't like the energy. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I've seen it with the, the the meeting here that we have on Fridays where yeah. I've seen people come in here and go, man, these guys are a little too wild. Yeah. And they go join in, into a different group, yep. and it's fine. You know, that's yeah. it, no one. There's no ill will. You know, yeah. Fit, it, you've got to figure out where it's best, where your business can be best placed, right. uh, and where you think you can grow the most relationships. Yeah. And you know, the uh, topics here have been great. Yeah. Um, so there, that that's another. That's a commonality. Now I don't know if B and I does some of that because I, I have they do. Do they? I've never been to one though. Yeah, I've been to a couple like years ago. So, but it, it, they were so big. By the time you went around and did the introductions, it's almost done. Yeah, there was yeah. no time for anything. All right, guys, that's it. Yep, thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming. Sound bites and all, we're yep. good. And yep. that, to me, I don't know how much of, how much you get from that. Yeah, but I mean, I know there's business passed around. Oh, of that, course there is. But yeah. there's just so much knowledge that no one person has that to be in a room and that has a topic that you're able to talk about other business owners yeah. and really to to glean that experience and, and to just work through it together. I think it's very valuable. So that's why networking is so important. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely makes a huge difference as a as somebody that's you know in a business to network the right way. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't want to say there's a wrong there's there's wrong ways of doing certain things, but everybody but my wrong way of doing it might be somebody's right way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it where particular industries are better when they can do the card passing. Just yeah. Shotgun yeah. cards out. I and see. If that's it. I all get you want to do. You're going to make it. money, and you can do it. I get it. You're going to close, and it's a numbers game. I understand yeah. your mentality because you're walking around. I'm going to give them a hundred cards, and I'm going to get at least ten people to contact. Right. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I'm more of the relationship side. I want to become friends with somebody. Right. I'll never pass a referral if I don't know you, and I, right. and, and, I, and no like and trust. Obviously, is always talked about. But if it's somebody that I don't see myself ever wanting to do business with, I couldn't pass a referral yeah. to that person. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is like the no like and trust is really talking about relationship. Yeah. And if you don't have a relationship, I'm not going to pass any information on anybody. Yeah. Because I just, if I don't know you well, 
I can't trust you that you're going to take care of the people that I know that I care about that, that you're going to do a good job for them. So that's why it's so important. Yeah. No, d- most definitely. It's uh, it's super important. And that's why I, I, I wanted to do this podcast is because I want other people to experience what, what other entrepreneurs go through right. in networking, what works for them, allows them to, the ability, like I said in the very beginning, you, you, you learn by cherry picking the best from right. the people that you, you're around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a great, I think this is a great platform for people that are either not networkers, yep. looking to become networkers, right. people that, and I, and I said it today in our meeting, and I'll, I'll always say it, networkers are a little lazy. Like, yep. we kind of can be lazy, because we'll be like, oh, I don't really want to go to that, right. or I don't really want to do that, or yep. I'm just going to show up, and I'll have, my, I'll have a week or here or two where I just come to, sh- to go through the motion. Right. You know, I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, but... but what the most important part about having a platform like this is I can get to more people yeah. and try to invite them to networking more yeah. because the more that they experience guests like yourself yourself, and all the other guests we're going to have they get to understand that these are just normal people right. it's, not, it's nothing special it's, it's, you know, there's, it's nothing special everybody can do it yeah. even if you're an introvert yeah. you, can, you can network you're not going to you know in, in, it's funny because I I'm talking with you. I talked with Ashley Ricca last week. Uh, my girlfriend Jessica. Is, all three of you said that you're introverts. Yeah. But all three of you are very good at networking. Yeah. And the reason why is because you had to get out of that comfort zone. Right. Or discomfort zone. You kind of feel like, oh, I don't know. You know, yeah. uh, I think and one thing Jessica pointed out when I talked with her was it's different for men and women, too. So mm-hmm. women, when they come into networking, they judge other women based on what they're wearing huh. and, how, and, and how their personality is within the room. That's right. what women. That's what. She, and uh, obviously, I'm. I don't want to sound as if I'm speaking out of turn about this, but I haven't put her podcast up yet. But yeah. this is going to be a subject that she talks about. Right. And obviously, she's going to school for uh, mental health counseling, psychology. So she kind okay. of sees it as from the brain standpoint of how women interact with right. networking versus how men. Men don't do that. Like I don't walk in and look at another dude and go, "Oh man, he's dressed better than I am." <laughs> You know, God, you know, I don't, you know, or he talks so well. Yeah, I, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't look at it that way. Right. I look at it as, oh, there's just, you know, there's another guy, and that's cool, and there's women and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but she was very, as an introvert, she said, as an introvert female, it's harder, she thinks, than some males, just because you automatically think that you're being judged. You're not being judged, but you think you are. Right. And you're also judging. Yeah. But you're judging yourself. Based on who you're looking at, huh, and I was like, "That's very interesting." Uh, interesting to hear that. Yeah, no, I, I she did a very good job, so I wanted her to come on because I think understanding the psych the psychology of networkers yeah. is big, and she she kind of gets how the how 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 and why people do certain things. Uh, and then uh, like Ashley, she hated networking, uh-huh. and I think you know when she said she she even said it, I, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I had to be dragged to do it. Yeah, for a long time, it does feel burdensome sometimes. Yeah. But like you said, you're like, ah, do I need to go today? Or yeah. yeah. And everybody has those days. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to have a day you don't want to do something. Right. Like, I have days where I don't want to work. Right. You know? And I'm just like, ah, I just want to stay home. But you stuff envelopes well, and keep moving. Yeah, stuff envelopes. I literally, I just, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, the days I have bad days, that's when I do my most of my marketing. Because yeah. I know I can I can get through this. Yeah. This is fine. I can do this. Yeah. Don't have to uh, think a lot about it. Just yeah, and just print some stuff out, stuff envelopes, send emails. Yeah. You know, I and next thing you know, there's seven hours of the day gone, and I've been able to actually do something. 
So I was going to ask, I was going to ask you about that. So how effective has that been for you? Very effective. Really? Yeah. So they're called drop notes. Okay. And uh, obviously, in my industry, they're going to be shaped differently. Mm. But snail mail works for my industry very well, uh, and and it's a super. It's and it's a. And my drop notes very aggressive. So there's a couple different ways of doing it, but I do it the most aggressive way because it gets the best response. But right. you also have to know how to dance when somebody contacts you because. Yeah. With my drop notes, it's, hey, I have somebody that wants to buy your business. Gotcha. Like, I have a buyer ready to buy your business, and then I have to sit down and, you know, I need to sit down with you so I can talk about the structure, how we go about doing this to help you achieve, you know, this buyer purchasing the right. business. But it's, it's not worded exactly like that because I don't want to give away the secret sauce. But well, it's, of course. it's pretty much kind of like that, and it's super aggressive. So I'll have people call me and go, I, let me talk to the buyer. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Yeah. So you got to be able to dance a little bit. It's marketing. I mean, that's yeah. really all it is. And a lot of people are like, well, well is you, that marketing or prospecting? It's prospecting. And it's then prospecting. once you get them, now you get And then the once leads. I got you, I got you. I have the lead, and I can talk to you a little yeah. bit more. And there's, uh, I mean, let's just put it this way. I, I, my first, my second week doing it, the first week I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I realized I did it wrong immediately. And I was doing door to door I was literally taking this stuffed envelope right. after hours when businesses were closed and stuffing it into the door yeah. because I was reading about in my industry this guy was doing it and he was very successful and I'm like I just don't understand I don't see it working in this area this right. guy is in Vegas I get it working in Vegas yeah. but here I don't see it working and it was terrible like I felt as if because it it's at night so yeah. you have to do it when people are closed and I was like I kept telling Jess because she would come with me yeah. to drive and I'm like I feel like the cops are going to think I'm trying to break into a place because I'm <laughs> stuffing an envelope into the business door and they think and I'm, trying to, I'm right. trying to jimmy the door open you know and I'm like this is not good That's and awesome. And she was like, well, maybe mail them. And I was like, yeah, but I was reading that the mailing version doesn't work as well as stuffing it in the door because it gets past the gatekeeper. So, like, if the receptionist is there, she comes in the morning, she sees that, and it says to the – and it's made out to the owner. Right. And it says confidential. They're going to immediately just not open it and walk it right to that guy. And then she goes, yeah, they're going to do the same thing if you mail it to them. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then I mailed them. So my second week of mailing them – I got I got a, out of twenty I got one and yeah. in our industry that's a that's pretty good ten percent uh, well five percent return is very good yeah. uh, you typically want to see a five to ten percent return in our industry and it worked hmm. and I literally signed that client last Friday that's awesome they got the mailer in November so, so I've it's been, a longer sales I've been, cycle I've been I've been no just with this particular one okay. I had to build a relationship to get them to trust me to do yeah, yeah. to do it. Yeah. Like that was a hard. That was one of the harder ones. Right. I literally built a relationship with them, hmm. uh, and now that now I built this relationship so much so that they have a piece of property they're trying to sell. That's a residential piece of property. Uh, I referred Jessica's dad, and they signed with him oh, because nice. I built that relationship. Yeah. They trust whoever I'm going to pass on is going to do is going to treat them well too. Somebody had uh, recommended something along those lines. They were like, just overnight a letter to yeah. to the principal to the decision maker, and uh, you can go on Sunbiz. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I literally surf Sunbiz. I, I don't surf Sunbiz. I surf Google Maps. That's right. how I do it. I pick areas that I want to mail to, yeah. and I zoom in, and, and Google pop up with all the different businesses. So you're in Lee County, right? I'm in Lee County, yeah. Okay, so are you aware that with uh, Lee County uh, Library that you can actually get access to the A to Z resources database? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you do that, because they had a way, 
that you could pick the business type you want and yeah. zoom it in on a map and do an export. Yeah. And do like a mail merge. That might be. Yeah, that could be. I could even. Yeah. See, now I didn't. I, I knew that, but I didn't know it was that easy. So maybe I'll do that next yeah. time. That might be something to be helpful. And then I keep track every time I send something out. I have a spreadsheet of the name of the principal, the yeah. business, and I put their website. I don't put anything else because if I can go to their website, I can. I know yeah. exactly what it is. But if you can get all that in a spreadsheet, yeah. that's easier than taking time to do that. So. Yeah. And I do it all myself. I don't pay anybody yeah. to do it. It takes me. Uh, the way I do it, it takes me. It'll take me three hours to go through to, to get twenty. If you get your process down, where you can do an export of that data, yep. and now you can do a mail merge and yep. have it just print everything out. Yeah, that'd be a lot quicker. Yeah, and I send them in, and I, and I don't use regular envelopes. I send them in invitation envelopes, the little yeah. small ones, and they're like pink or yellow yeah. or purple because yeah. they stand out. Yeah. And immediately, people, a lot of people think, oh, this might be an invitation to something. Yeah. Yeah, invitation you know, to engage invitation with me. to engage with me and see if it's something that you want to do. Yeah, and then the good thing is, I tell people, listen, if you don't want to do it, that is fine. I'm yeah. not, I'm not a guy that takes offense. We were talking about it this morning when, when someone tells you no, you get mad, and I'm yeah. like, I don't get mad at all. I'm like, ah, right, whatever, it's cool. Or that's a challenge. Let's keep moving. Yeah, and and, and you could tell sometimes if a no is actually a no, and then right. if a no is like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do it, but yeah. circle back with me or. Maybe if you ask me the right question, I'll, I'll, I'll engage a little bit more. But Have you found or have you personally done any um, like paper, pay for uh, contacts or any type of? My office has. Okay. Yeah, my, and it doesn't. Because I, I know someone I was talking to that's in the same business. Like they were, he was paying for leads. Yeah. And the leads though were, they were supposed to be qualified, but they wouldn't actually set the appointment. And so it was like 50 bucks per like that's crazy it's ridiculous like if you could get the appointment it's ridiculous pay a hundred bucks if yeah. they would set the appointment up yeah. but man that's yeah. that's a lot I've, of cash I've, um I'm, my office my broker did it and then he uh he sent me some and and i i called them uh and talked to them some of them said no i don't actually want to do that yeah oh well how is this a warm lead if you're not if yeah. you don't want to do it and then the others were uh not responsive like you call them they talk to you then you call oh, i'll call you back next week okay right. fine uh, so then you call them back the next week and it's the exact same thing so you're just going over and over and over every week you're calling them yeah. and they're just like oh yeah you know i'm thinking about it and then i'm one of those people like i'm going to try two or three times and if it's an and if i can't get you to say yes or make right. any type of commitment i'm just i'll stop calling so how effective has like the mailings been compared to like networking for you it's about the same 50-50. 50-50, yeah. Oh, that's good. Mailings work very well. Yeah, mailings work. I started, I implemented my own um, email campaigns as well. Okay. So I do email campaigns with the drop note in the email. Oh. Exact same thing that I'm sending out to people. Okay. And uh, I've gotten a couple appointments off of that. And now are you getting the uh, emails from the same source? or? Uh, my broker had a uh, has a list okay. of all business owners in the state of Florida. Yeah, so about 70% of mine come from networking. Yeah, and then the rest are about word 50, of mouth. 50 for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Networking. Um, the one that I have that should be closing probably within the next couple of weeks, I would think. Yeah. Uh, in my industry, it takes a while to close. So, like, you get the bank to say yes, and then it takes about it could take anywhere from thirty days to four or five months yeah. for a business to close down to close. Uh, mine should be closing here pretty soon, but that was a referral hmm. from out. Nice. So, so what's been interesting? You asked the difference between like grow and uh, masters yeah. since it knows. So, once a month in grow, which I find interesting, is they bring in a guest speaker, 
uh, that somebody. I saw, yeah. So that's actually pretty interesting, especially if you have a smaller um, team that you're getting somebody that's outside there that maybe shares more general knowledge versus something specific. And so that's been interesting. And what I found interesting in Masters was when, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when they did a seminar up in Fort Myers. Yeah. And the one on marketing and one on finances. Yeah. That was really helpful. Was it? Yeah. And what, it was funny sitting there, one of the things that really, like, uh, kicking the, the uh, gut was, um, how many leads is your website generated? I've got one, but it hasn't been. So, but back in December, I engaged, I started having uh, someone actually do that, do my SEO and all of that yeah. to help drive that. Yep. And uh, so we're working on some other things now to, to get, once we get qualified leads, that we're giving them something of value in that. Yeah. That's yeah. like really, and I'll show it next week what we're going to be doing. Nice. And, um, but that was very, that was just sort of like, yeah, I, I knew this intuitively. But like hearing somebody else say that is your website generating leads. Yeah, like, like oh, no, yeah, it's not. No. Yes, I'm paying you know 150 bucks a month for that website. Okay, I'm gonna pay more and make it work. Yeah, know? no, I um, my email campaign, like I said, I do the, the same kind of aggressive drop note. But then I also I also sent out uh, yesterday. I sent it out to I forgot how many people I have in Naples that I have an email for 480 or something yeah. like that. I sent one out, the top five reasons why you use a business broker over a real estate agent. Hmm. Because it's a different world. Yeah. It's a completely different world. I, I think in my industry, uh, real estate agents, and I love them. My girlfriend's a real estate agent. Her dad's a real estate agent. Right. So I have great friends that are real estate agents. You have no clue how I work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you don't have to, they don't know how to value a business the right way. Yeah. Uh, they're going to want to put signs on the yards or on the property and uh, advertise it to as many people as they can that this place is for sale. Well, let right. me ask you a question. If you ran a restaurant, for instance, and there's a sign on the property that says the place is for sale, right. and you're promoting it that it's for sale, you think your customers are going to stay with you? You think your employees are going to stay with you? <laughs> yeah. Your employees are going to be like, well, if you're closing, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, we're going to come to work one day and you've got yeah. the doors locked. So, I mean, there was, there was five, I said, five key reasons why a business broker should be chosen if you're wanting to sell your yeah. business over a real estate agent. And there's nothing wrong with it, with the real estate agents and what they do. They can do it. They're not super successful Same because they maximize. just don't understand how it works. Yeah. Uh, and even Jessica's dad is a broker for 20 years. Yeah. He, when I got started doing this, he was like, I have, I have no clue how you do what you do. Right. And he goes, and I've been doing real estate for 20 years. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean. So that's the value of networking. Like back to the like yeah. the topic here is because like I'd never heard that. I haven't heard you present. Yeah. So it's like oh he sells and buys businesses, but that makes perfect sense hearing that piece of yeah. it. Like even the marketing stuff. I'm assuming a lot of what you learn is from networking in those mm -hmm. areas. Networking and just years of marketing. Because I used yeah. to, I used to I've run other businesses where right. I had to learn how to market. I had to yeah. learn how marketing worked. I had yeah. to learn how Facebook market. I know how Facebook marketing works. I know yeah. how Google marketing. Works. I know paid for paid yeah. for advertising works because I used to do all that stuff, yeah. and I worked for a company that did it. So I learned. Okay. You know, I got so face, I got Facebook and Google Google certified for okay. for ads and stuff like that. So but from coming from corporate IT, none of that stuff was like yeah. no idea, and so being in networking has been helpful. It because, helps because because you don't know what you don't know. Someone's going to say something and go, "Wait, what? Yeah, you do that? How's that work?" And right. then now you've learned, and that's now you've right. found a way to. And that's the value of networking because yeah. you're meeting people of, of different experience. 
uh, levels, different knowledge levels, and that just helps translate over. And you take what you can translate to your business and what can't. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Uh, so uh, speaking of business, obviously you're in the IT business. Sure. What is it, you know, let the listeners know kind of what it is you do and kind of go from there. So a lot of people like generalize IT, IT is everything, web, SEO, uh, yeah. email. Yeah. So we don't do web and uh, SEO or any of that. So basically IT services are anything that's from the internet internally. So all your systems and businesses, uh, email platform, security platform. Um, ideally, we take a holistic view of the technology platform in the business and we put the, um, the controls in place to protect all of the data that's within the business and help them operate um, efficiently and effectively. Um, that's sort of a high level. So what that means is you have a, a company that has five to 100 people or more. Uh, you want everything to be secure, everything to be safe, to run uh, safely. You don't want it to be crashing all the time. Uh, you don't want threats from the internet to come in. Uh, you don't want disgruntled employees to send your data out. Uh, yeah. You want to protect all of that. So that's what we do. Okay. What's the name of the business? Uh, Rival Technology. Rival Technology. And where are you? We're, we're down here in Naples. Uh, so Where do you service? Uh, Collier and Lee County. Okay. Yeah. And we can do nationwide on some of our platforms. Uh, we just hands-on, we're in those two areas. Okay. So, I mean, if somebody, what's like a perfect referral for you or, you know? So anybody that, uh, so we try to concentrate on three main um, verticals. So uh, law firms, financial firms, title companies, and we are moving into medical. I was about to say, because that's, that's yeah. yeah. Now what's interesting is there's a lot of compliance requirements that sort of overlap. So if you look at some requirements for HIPAA, which is medical, yeah. and you can compare it to like title companies because there's a framework they're responsible uh, to comply with. And there's a lot of overlap, obviously not the medical piece, but everything else below that, it's, it's the same. So you wanna protect people's personal information, uh, the financial information, anything that could allow identities to be stolen, uh, funds to be stolen. You said something about wire fraud today. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard about it. I've, I've yeah. uh, what, my uh, broker's wife is uh, one of the uh, main girls over at Naples Title. Okay. And uh, she, She's telling us a story about wire fraud, how they do it. Yeah. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well, really? Yeah. You know? and, and then when she said that, two weeks later, I heard somebody else, yeah. same thing happened. Yeah. It was like $50,000 just disappeared because... Well, one of the bigger ones yeah. was $2.2 What? That got as far as the bank because their email wasn't protected. And so somebody got into the, the company's email and initiated a wire transfer for $2.2 the bank saw an anomaly on that transfer request, stopped it, and now the, the feds are involved because... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but the problem is, like, the company that that happened to, so for them, if it had gone through and they're looking to their insurance company to, you know, to pay those funds back, they don't have the controls in place, so, like, policies and procedures documented... Yeah that's demonstrably being fall, uh, followed, that they wouldn't pay that, that claim out. There's yeah. no way. They're, they would be out of pocket $2.2 million. Yeah. And so there's a lot of risk involved. You know, title companies especially, you know, you're talking about people's, their, it's their life. Yeah, yeah they've know? saved that, time, that money to be able to do what they're right. doing. 
And once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, you can't get it back. Mm. And it's not insurable. Yeah. yeah, so the title company would be on the hook yes. for it. Yeah. So they do have insurance to yeah. cover that. But, but if they don't have the controls in place, it's on them. Yeah. And so... So now the title company is out of business if they do it the wrong way. That's right. You know, so... Yeah, and so there's a, uh, there is a uh, Alta American Land Title Association that has a compliance framework for title companies that they're there to comply with. And one of the pillars of that is uh, information security. So they do have standards and most industries do. Yeah. And states are putting in um, laws that require protection of um, consumer data. And if that data gets out, you're responsible for it. So, yeah. so that, that's what we do is we try to help mitigate that risk. And you know, we take care of mundane problems, but at a high level, that's what we try to do. That's cool. I mean, they, you know, understanding kind of how somebody does business in the IT world uh, allows people to make, understand exactly, you know, what works or what will fit them. Because, you know, like you had said, a lot of people think, oh, it's websites, it's this, it's right. that, it's this. And you're like, it's, I, we don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. This, is what, well, this is what I do. Yeah. You know, I worked for a company that did IT, but they also did websites. They also did SEO. They also right. did SEM. And it was like... You know, you they had their hands in different cookie jars. Right. You know, but I noticed, and then and this is a company that's not successful anymore. I noticed that that was the reason why they weren't so successful because they, they were focusing on ten different things. Well, they weren't focusing. That's well, the they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were focusing. They were spreading it out. Yeah. yeah like, they, like there was somebody this morning mentioned, hey, I focus on three things, and he forgot the third one. That was yeah interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, so you're not focusing, and so that's yeah. why we try to focus on that environment that was a funny comment though because yeah. he said that he was like yeah i've got three things the third one's the best and i can't remember right now and i'm thinking to myself so you led with the word you, you didn't even lead with your best one yeah. like you didn't say the best one first what happened but we didn't hear this might be yeah right. but this might be good for him yeah it's a, it's a learning opportunity that's there you a really guy there you go no that's but no that's true like you you just you get you know like with me i i with my industry people ask me oh well what kind of uh what kind of referral will be good for you? And I'm like, well, any anybody who owns a business that's looking to sell, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have a specialty. I'm not like a specialist at restaurants. I'm not a specialist at this because at the end of the day, it's it's based off of your financials. So, yeah. You know. But but the one reason, like, so today I said a title companies yeah. because real world issues yeah. there, right? There's real world yep. threats. So I, I'm like used to. I would say in network, I would say. Anybody that runs, you know, technology yep. or business, well, that's any business. Yeah. So really, I'm saying nobody's a good yeah, referral. Because, exactly. You yeah. know, you're not going to think of, you know, oh well, yeah, of course they have computers, but who cares? You yeah. know, I'm, you're not going to think of me. But if you're a title company, you know, a title company. Yeah. And they say something. They say something. Oh well, I know Grant somebody who deals with that. Like, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he services some yeah. title companies. And that's kind of why I I've, I changed it to like I, when I stand up, I'll say like a referral for me, and I'll just pick an industry. That's it. Doesn't so really like for this month, and, and really what I'd like that's to do. That's what I did, yeah. Yeah, because I want to build a book of business and title. Yeah. I've got several title yeah. companies, but those yeah. are opportunities. Yeah. Next month, it may be financial or, or, you know, law firms, healthcare. I'd love to get back in healthcare. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. Like I'll pick, you know, this month I'm going for uh, restaurants or internet-based yeah. companies. You know, and next month I'll probably want to go after construction companies or yeah. trade skills or something. Another thing we're, we're looking to do, too, is focus on companies that have a lot of, because mobile employees are a big thing. Yeah. Like, nobody wants brick and mortar. I mean, you're working out of the famous accelerator. You know, you're yeah. not sitting in an office with a bunch of guys. Yeah. And so there's mobility in that, but there's also risk. 
right? Yep. So you have shared internet here that whoever's sitting on that network might be able to see what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so it's like those kinds of things, protecting data for a mobile employee, mobile workforce is so important. And so being able to manage that piece, yeah. not just the local office, but managing all of that equipment and data that's outside the walls of that office is yeah. so important. And so that's that's well, another aspect I mean, of it. As as a country or as a as a, as a as a world, we're becoming more and more mobile. Yeah. Like you know, you get in a lot of businesses where you don't actually have to work in an office anymore. Right. So that's very important. Right. But if you have so, uh, I had lunch with Juan or a or uh, talked with Juan yesterday. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about this. So they got somebody over on the East Coast, and so they their system's very tied down very tightly the way they they work. Yeah. And because that's smart, because if you have somebody that you're entrusting with data that may be sitting, you know, another state, you don't, if you're not really on top of securing that data, they could be selling your customer list. They could be yeah. pulling your financials and using that to sell to a, a, a competitor. Yeah. Um, so those are all the important things to be thinking about. Yeah, I remember when I was in the mortgage business, the, um, the lender reps would come by mm -hmm. and they'd have their laptop and they have this little key ring and they would have to uh, log in through their laptop mm -hmm. in order to pull information and then the laptop would pop up with an input and they'd have to take mm -hmm. whatever code popped up on that keychain yeah. and put it into the laptop yeah. multi-factor yeah it was crazy i was like i was yeah. like you know, why you know well, and then they were like you'd be amazed at how many people can hack into systems and, oh, yeah. and, and, and get information. And I was like, wow, man, that's crazy that you have to do like a two-step process. Well, even here, so like uh, while well, you guys were in the meeting earlier, I was yeah. sitting out here on my computer. Yeah. So I'm using their Wi-Fi, yeah. but I had my VPN up. So no one could see anything on my machine. Yeah, I don't have a VPN. <laughs> yeah. I probably need one, but yeah, I don't have if, one. If you use public Wi-Fi, you've got to have VPN yeah, software because you are, accessor you are accessible potentially from anybody in this area yeah. in the same network. I just cover up my camera. That's, that's, well, that's really all that's I do. Well, that's good, but that doesn't yeah. keep the, They can only they see your face. See, they can't see what I'm doing. They can just see your data. You know, that's, it's just amazing that you can hack into somebody's computer and watch them. Or yeah. listen. You can turn their microphone on and, and, yeah. and, and listen to them. I had somebody, uh, my wife's aunt was over last night, and she was showing me her uh, camera that's at their house down here in their condo. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's across the internet. I'm like... Imagine who else can see that. Like ring. Yeah. Well, then she yeah. she turned it off on the phone. Like she's like, well, there it's off. No. No, it's not. You just hit a little button. Yeah. <laughs> that's showing your your phone. You think it's off. Yeah, it's and, not off. Yeah. yeah. Like no, it's like ring. Ring has been known to get started and to get hacked. Absolutely. You know, uh, and and people are talking to people as they're at the door. Just weird stuff. Well, the problem with that, I don't know how much. So you're familiar with like uh, SSL certificates? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the problem with that kind of hardware is a lot of times they put they hard code those into the into the equipment itself into the chips because it's cheaper, and those chips are, or those uh, um, SSL certificates are very weak and are very specific. So they get out on the dark web. They're easy to access. And there's no way to update them because they're hard coded. Yeah. So it's a big risk. In That's that. why they were saying that you need to do the two step uh, authorization or yeah, authentication. Yeah, two factor, two multi -factor, multi -factor. multi. That's yeah. what you were saying when they yeah, had a key ring. Yeah, do the multi factor now. Yeah. Uh, and that's the only way you can protect it. Yeah. And I was like, geez, yeah, but wait till somebody figures. Yeah. I mean, they probably already figured out how to get through that too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you Google already has access to it, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon is listening to you through Alexa. Yeah. Like, you're listening to everything. It's funny because I have friends 
on I have friends on both spectrums. I have right. friends that are like, oh man, it's amazing. I can change my light colors or yeah. oh you know dim the lights just by yelling at Alexa or yelling at Google and then and and I can do this and that and then you have the other ones that are like I don't put any of that in my house I don't want them listening yeah I mean I got your smartphone so that's enough I'm that's like, enough did you ever watch um what's his oh um Snowden did you ever watch there was an interview with Snowden where he took apart an iPhone yeah and he pointed out every point on an iPhone that can spy on you and right. I was like, I don't want an iPhone anymore. Right. And he goes, and, but then he said, he goes, I'm telling you though, it's not just iPhone. They oh. all do it. Even, and I was like, you got to be kidding. I me. think it was Sony, one of their patents for their their TV, used the flat screens. Yeah. So the the patent on it was, okay, you think about embedded cameras. Yeah. Well, if you think about the screen in and of itself, so it's transmitting, you see an image on it. Yeah. So you can see an image the other way too. So the. Oh, well, if they've got Is a that, patent on yeah. doing it. I oh mean, God, no! <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's that's frightening. Yeah, I, but but then even like uh, antivirus. You think about antivirus, right? Um, have you heard of Avast? Yes. I think okay, I so it's a it's a common people use. It's like the free antivirus that you get. And you everybody, oh, I'm protected. It's like that free version of McCaffrey that they used to use. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, if you're not the client or the product, right? Yeah. So. Avast, they have a subsidiary called uh, JumpShot. Yeah. Okay, so if people have Avast on their computers, every keystroke, every search term, every bit of web history, recorded by. they were grabbing it, giving it to JumpShot. I what heard about it. this. And JumpShot was passing, selling it to Google, Microsoft, Pepsi, whoever wanted that. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think I read about that on Reddit. I love Reddit. So yeah. That's where I get all my. Oh, there's a lot of good info on it. Yeah, I, yeah. And that's that's the scary thing. People are like, oh, it's free, and they don't think about it. And listen, you're signing that. You know, I agreed to your terms of service, but you're not reading it. You're not reading it. You're not reading it at all. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why, like, we, as my company, we make sure that our our clients don't run that garbage, because it's just dangerous. Yeah. Know? No, I mean, and I, and I don't think people understand how important it is to have somebody like you for their business because they, like you had said, oh, it's free, it's on my computer, I have passwords, I have this and that, right. and it's like the second this thing touches an internet signal, yeah. somebody can take it. Yeah. Somebody can take over your computer, they can they can go into your history, yeah. they can... Unless you have good you controls know. on it. You're yeah, done. exactly. Yeah, you're and your it. job is to implement those controls. That's right. Yeah, no, that... I don't understand why anybody wouldn't be calling you to be like, yeah. I need help. Yeah. You know, like, I need I need serious help. It's like the same thing with Alex Johnson with uh, his, with his, phones, his yeah. phones. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he does the same thing, but he just does phone, a phone service and everything. He's like, everything's protected. Like, this That's is right. how we implement mm -hmm. it. Uh, and, the, and, and the other thing with him is it's, you're not, you're using a different phone number, not your own phone number. Right. And you're protecting yourself so people aren't just calling you. Yeah. You know, and on your phone and yeah, because you know people use their cell phones obviously for their business. Everything, yeah. But it's like uh, I try to keep that separated. It's so important. Oh, of well. course, yeah. Because it gives you some downtime. Number one, yeah. So you're not getting calls late at night, yep. weekends, or whatever. Whatever you choose not to work, even though as entrepreneurs we much work all the time. But yeah, of <laughs> course. I, I I had to do a showing on Saturday. Yeah. And I had my kids that day. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, okay. I don't think of the term showing for business broker, but it's the showing because I have to, you know, people, yeah. the buyer won't want to come to the visit the business and yeah. and and see it, yeah. put their eyes on it. Sometimes they don't. Like I, you'll have ones where everything's done over the phone. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. 
But then you have the ones that want to come and visit the business. Yeah. So it's a showing, you know. But it was like last second, too. It was like the day before I found out that he was going to be in town to do this. And I was like, oh, great. Hmm. I have my kids tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I had to pawn them off on Jessica for a couple hours. Yeah. You know, and she, thank God I have a girlfriend that's cool and my kids love her to death. So I was like, can you? She's like, no, that's fine. And yeah. she understands it. Right. So she's an entrepreneur, so she understands. Yeah. like, you're never really off. Right. You know, I'm sure it's the same for you. Oh, you're never yeah. really off because yeah. somebody has a... A hack into a system, or yeah. something falls apart on a, on a, you know an IT device, yeah. you got to come in and cl- try to clean it up and figure yeah, so out. So we had out. a guy over at Al's Friday, last yeah. Friday, and so we had a little bit left to do on, it, and I went over Sunday afternoon. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and just sat sat down and worked on it and got it resolved. So yeah, what's your biggest as somebody that is into your industry, talking to a, an entrepreneur or a business owner? What's the one thing, one tip that you would give them? To help them protect themselves, um, get good endpoint protection, uh, meaning not antivirus like McAfee or Norton, but get yeah. true next generation uh, virus protection. Um, we use Sentinel One; it's an uh, artificial intelligence based. It's signatureless, so zero hour uh, threats aren't really a concern because it's using machine learning and AI to combat that. So. Wow. It, so yeah. it like looks at the rhythm of the computer. Uh, it's Mac. It's 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 uh, runs a Linux, Mac, and Windows, and um, it just looks at the rhythm of that machine. Yeah. And if it sees an anomaly, then it'll shut it down. And it protects against ransomware, which is so significant. The other thing is, um, if you've got a business, I we recommend not using G Suite or any any other free type of mail platform uh, because you don't have the protections in place. And that's a, that is an attack vector for a lot of uh, threats. Yeah, because the server's with Google, not with you. Yeah, and Google, if you have the free version of Google, like they can use and crawl all of your mail for uh, marketing. They'll even market to you the I've same industry. The, I've gotten like email hmm. marketing yes. for stuff that I've never yeah. done. Because they, they yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah. So um, that's one thing. So having a good email platform, that's protected and secured along with endpoint protection. Those are two layers of defense that are critical to maintaining your business. And, and VPN, obviously. And VPN. Yeah. yeah. That's very important. And that's the thing is defense is like layered. you got to have layers of it. You can't just rely on one piece. I have. Well, yeah, and that's what I think for the longest time people just relied on that free Mac, McCaffrey or, yeah. or, or Norton. And well, i got like, Comcast and whatever they're, they're licensing, that's what I'll use or they won't even think about it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Comcast owns the rights to that, so it's their information technically. You know, like yeah. you know, you could almost say that if yeah. Comcast wanted to, they could. Yeah. You know, they have the control. And even if if you're at home, they see everything you're doing on the internet as well. So VPNs are very good for anonymity, um, just so you don't want people knowing what you're doing. So if somebody jumps into or is able to get into your router, they could potentially monitor what you're doing. Yeah. And with VPN, what's a good them. VPN? So I use ExpressVPN. That's a really good platform. Um, what's really good about it, and I'm going to talk about it next week, cool. is they don't keep logs, and uh, so nothing is logged. And in some countries, I mean, it's literally life and death. If you were on the internet without VPN software, depending upon if you're aligning with the government or not, yep, you could be dead. Yeah. And so in Turkey, the Turkish government actually went to confiscate the servers that ExpressVPN uses in that country. But they weren't able to get anything to go after the people because no there was no logs. Wow. And so that's critical. Uh, so wow. there's no. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard about that. Like if you're 
if they monitor your internet and they find yeah. out you're you know against you know yeah. you know the North Korean government next thing you know you wind up in jail or yeah. well even here though that like the states have very poor privacy laws uh, but I'll, I'm going to share a thing next week that'll show the countries that have the best privacy laws and so that's one are we not ranked anywhere near the top <laughs> you remember after the Boston bombing? Yeah. The marathon bombings? Yeah. Okay, so if you went looking for a pressure cooker, they were, police were coming to talk to you. Wow. Literally. They, like, if you did a Google search trying to find, I'm sure a lot of them were not legit, or they were just looking for yeah. pressure cooker. Yeah. And Christmas is coming, or whatever. Or somebody was like, what the hell is a pressure cooker look yeah. like? Yeah. You know. And so there were people being visited by that. Yeah. Wow. Even like a couple weeks ago in Virginia. Uh, they had the Second Amendment rallies up there. Yep. Okay. There were people being visited because they were searching for that wow. in Virginia. They, so, you know, which country has the best protection? Um, Netherlands is good. British Virgin Isles is actually where ExpressVPNs based. Based. Okay. Or um, the other ones. That's crazy, though. Yeah, it's. Know? And we're not even like. No. <laughs> EU's actually got good privacy laws. Do they really? Yeah. Like, if you, there's a way in the EU that you can say, I want all my information deleted. They've got to demonstrably get that data out of there. The U.S., once it's in. And oh, they own the rights. They're going to, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. They're going to do whatever they can to market to you, keep yeah. their information, whatever they can. Absolutely. Big brother. <laughs> yep. <laughs> big brother with big brother big, deep pockets. With deep pockets. You are now our property yeah. type of thing, you know. <laughs> Uh, that's just that's amazing to hear stories like that and that's the thing is like people think oh that's you know I'm not that vulnerable and it's like yeah you are actually like you're doing things you know everything you look at every day is being recorded could you You imagine like 20 years ago if we said we're going to give every citizen in this country a tracker so we know where you're at yeah so we can listen to everything you listen to oh they would have lost their mind it's like no you're not and yet we're doing it now yeah that phone in and your i'm hand. paying for the honor of it yeah. i'm paying for you to monitor me thank you yeah. so much yeah. it's it's like being under house arrest yeah you know like without the bracelet without right? the bracelet and they, they still have you they yeah. still got you no matter what you do yeah. no that's that's amazing the uh that the world you know that we live in with with the technology one Obviously, it's being monitored. Two is it's you're you're more vulnerable than you will ever. Right. Most people will never understand how vulnerable they are. Right, that's true. You know because I, and I just the only reason why I pay attention is because I like techie stuff. So yeah. and I listen to other podcasts. I mm-hmm. like to read. I like to scan Reddit because Reddit yeah. has a lot of great information. Yeah. I get most of my news from Reddit because I don't trust watching the, the news. news. I just don't like corporate news. So like a good thing about Reddit is you can get your news off of there, and it could be some. It could be a. It could be a story from New Zealand, yeah. you know, and it's like more legitimate than the story that you're, the same yeah. story that you've read from the New York Times. Or you'll see stories that's yeah. not even made it in it. Yeah. 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 So. so, it, you know, it's, it's, and it, I see it all the time where people talk about what happens in the mm-hmm. world of IT about, you know, yeah. uh, you know like, what was it, swatting. Yeah. That's hilarious to me when kids are getting swatted from video games, like, Wow, because that's that that people's lives. Though. Yeah, that, that that because that person on the other end of that game that you're talking crap to is savvy enough to figure out yeah. to how to get your information 
to get the SWAT to come out to your house yeah. and raid your house while you're playing video games. And there's been people killed because of Yeah, one of kid was shot. Yeah. Yeah, because they immediately thought the controller in his hand or something like yeah. that was a gun. Yeah. And they shot the kid. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. We've, we're to that point now where teenagers are getting swatted. Yeah, or swatting. Or, or swatting yeah. each other. Like, it's it's a little crazy what's going on around here. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then obviously somebody needs to talk to, about, talk to our elected officials about... <laughs> About securing the election uh, machines. <laughs> Do you guys use VPNs on those, or you know? Uh, there was something out. It must have been ten years ago. There was uh, they did a documentary on the the machines in Florida. I yep, I, I remember and, that. I, I remember, didn't watch it. They 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 showed uh, at a at a county up in northern Florida that they hacked and changed the vote, and the the county like election supervisor and some of the workers there saw that they freaked out. They were like. Because wow. they didn't think that that could happen. No, but no. again, it's it's all connected. It's all it's vulnerable. I have friends that I'll see on Facebook post about the you know the way that you can get into these voting machines and yeah. and all that stuff. And obviously, with the previous election, uh, you know, talking about how it was hacked and whatever. I yeah. mean, I, politically, I don't really care. It never affects my life anyway. But. They're always like, they're, I have like two friends that are calling for going back to just doing paper voting. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but that could be rigged too. Like, you think yeah. that that can't be rigged? Do you yeah. think somebody can't just take yours out and replace yours with yeah. the other person? Like, but that's, it's, a, it's a little easier though to watch that. Yes. Than it is to yeah. something that's in there. Yeah. But if you had, if you paid somebody enough that that was a vote counter to yeah. sit there at the table to just be like. No, he actually voted for the other guy. Yeah. You know, like I just need this. I just need this many votes. I'm gonna pay you this much. Then that picture coming to mind, like yeah. the hanging chads in West Palm or wherever. Yeah, that was in 20, yeah. Uh, or two thousand. Yeah, like it's just it's it's crazy. So yeah. I mean, it's, technology is with every advance, you st- you have to protect yourself more yeah. and more. And what's interesting? Could you imagine now if we didn't have the technology we have today? Oh my God, could you? I, I yeah. We wouldn't be. We'd be in a dystopia. Yeah. Like it would be chaos. I yeah. I mean, be Especially chaos. now, the people that are the kids that have grown up on it, yes. that really see it, like you know, what I do twenty years ago, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, you know, and you could do what you're doing, I think, because you could still people are going to buy businesses, yeah, yeah buy yeah. real estate, exactly. things like that. But there's so much, so many industries that have grown just because technology enables it, and. Um, that's yeah, it's just always funny because you think about the technology advantages now versus 20 years ago. Yeah. And, like, I mean, even when I was a kid, we still, you know, we used to, you had, remember car phones. You remember, yeah. you remember telephones yeah. and on a wall in a house. And it's like, who still has a telephone at yeah, their exactly. house? Like, and most people don't. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe down here in Southwest Florida because it's a little older. So we yeah, probably do have some people to have. Uh, and then you had, what else did we, did we have? Like, you know, VC. I love watching the videos of, like, uh, what was it? Jimmy Kimmel, when he uh, he put the rotary phone in front of those kids, and oh, they had really? no clue how to use it. Oh, they were like, funny. "How does how do you work this?" And it was just like that is amazing to me. And I don't think people will can ever you still understand. get rotary dial tone. Now? I don't know. <laughs> and the other thing is, I, I don't think people. I don't think you know the younger generation, and I and I'm technically a, a millennial, I guess, because I still fall into that that range. But it's. I don't think they'll appreciate how having to roll a window down manually. Is. <laughs> you know, like I talk about, I said all the time, I was like, do you remember when you had to do it? I was thinking about that the other day, like power steering even. Yes. Do you remember? Yes, that? I remember. I had a, my first car was a '67 uh, Mustang, 
Yeah, my so first no power car. steering. No power steering. Yeah, stick God, shift problem. God, it sucked. Oh, yeah, I, but I love that. I'm all yeah. about that. You yeah, know, yeah. Muscle cars should have a stick shift. But yeah. but, yeah, it sucked. And then I ended up putting power steering in it. Yeah. I was like, screw this. We're That's putting power Because it was like, you know, yeah. As long like, as you're sitting still, you couldn't turn you it. You couldn't turn it. It was bad. But, yeah, it's like, it's just amazing to see... And it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It wasn't like this was like 50 years ago. This is like 10 years ago. We were still using CDs, you yeah. know. And, and I, I laugh on some of those commercials now, the technology where they're using uh, parking assistance. Oh, that new one with uh, yeah. the pocket. Yeah, you can't have a pocket car. Yeah. That one, remember that one? <laughs> I got the smart pack. <laughs> well, or backing up a trailer. Yeah. You know, because I got to have camera to do that, and it's going to help me back it up. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get out of the vid do it. Oh, God. I don't want to talk about that because, like, okay, so I worked in the car business for a while, yeah. and I started as a porter, which is basically the person that would clean the new cars that would come in for uh-huh. display, and then you, I was the one that arranged the parking lot to make it look nice and pretty. Right. And so I learned how to park cars yeah. because that was my job. And so now I see these people that don't ever look behind them when they back cars up and stuff like that. Because they're looking at the camera and I'm like, oh my God, it's irritating. Yes, I use the camera, but at the same time I glance at it and I turn my head. Yeah. I turn my head and now I'm looking every which way. Yeah. And it's just, we're getting to that. It's it's the laziness. Yeah. It's tur- it turning into people. Uh, we, I, we joke about it among uh, my friends and family about how we're turning into the next generation of Wallies. <laughs> Remember that? They're all gliding on the chairs. It's just crazy. Have the, pe- have the, right have the screen you. right in front of your face. Yeah. You're gonna have the drink that is also your food. Yeah. You know, you suck it through a straw, and you're gonna be a fat, a fat blob just floating blob. in a chair. Yeah, that's you know? funny. And I'm like, we're turning into that because now we have cars that drive themselves yep. we have uh you know park themselves we have the cameras we yep. have windshield uh rain sensing windshield wipers which i always think is the I hilarious like that, thing. actually that's hilarious to me you mean to tell me you can't reach and just turn the knob it's convenient i will Come say on. it's my wife's navigator it's convenient <laughs> well yeah i mean i guess you know, you know what else is nice though is the uh the high beams that turn up and down by itself oh yeah remember when lexus came out with the uh the high beams the the not just the high beams but the regular headlamps that adjusted depending on the pitch yeah lexus came out with that where like if you were going downhill the headlights would adjust up i don't well to to make sure your field of view was that there. edsel back in the 50s that came in yeah somebody did that yeah, yeah but yeah but oh yeah remember that you yeah. know uh we had cars that the, the all four wheels turn themselves yeah. turn those are turn. actually pretty cool those are pretty neat yeah. that'd be easy to, that'd be a smart pocket you'd be a smart pocket uh, that'd be a yeah <laughs> That was a great commercial because my Jessica's their whole family's from the Northeast, from okay. Boston, Connecticut. That oh, area. that's funny. And they they thought it was like the greatest commercial in the world. I'm like, yeah, it's funny, but you know, it's it's not that funny. It's not that funny. Stop, stop. But laughing. it is funny when you hear them like, oh, hey, how are you gonna park that car? And you're like, jeez, that's funny. And you surround yourself with all those people. Well, listen, we're uh, we're out of time. We're at a minute and twelve, just over. I appreciate it, man. It's a great oh, conversation. Well. I, I I loved your input. Uh, and if anybody ever needs to get a hold of you, how do they do it? You can go to our website, uh, rivaltechnology.com, or call us at 239-465-0553. Awesome, man. Well, that is it for this episode, and uh, thanks again, Ransom, for jumping on. Thanks for having me. I uh, can't wait to see your presentation next week, because I know you're ready. You sent it to me. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We'll uh, see you guys later, and that is it for the Constant Networker.